I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Guy Scamendieta, and you listen to La Liga Lowdown. Hi, my name is John Gudetti. And this is La Liga Lowdown. Hi, I'm Luis Garcia, and you're listening to La Liga Lowdown. And hi, everyone. This is David Garrido. This is La Liga Lowdown's mini-pod with Radio Stakhanov and broadcast on Sirius XMFC 157 in North America. We are your guide to the top division of Spanish football. Strap yourselves in because we're about to take you through match day two in La Liga with the help of our squad located all over Spain. So, coming up... Life's a pitch for Barcelona at Valladolid, but Real Madrid put four past Girona and Roman was watching. There were also other unexpected decisions made by the Madrid manager when he benched Baran and Modric. Although, more surprising was Marcelo's substitution in the 60th minute. Atletico scored just the one and win, but none of Valencia, Sevilla or Rabeti's manager goal between them. Chris is focusing on Machin's men. Sevilla had fractionally more of the ball, but didn't create anything near the quality of chance compared to Villarreal. Machin is using his squad wisely. It feels like he knows which players in the squad need resting at the right time. We sent two of our guys to two of the grounds, you and Tileganes. Well, that was quite a comeback at the Estadio Butaki. In fact, the dramatics were solely that Nabil Elzar's equaliser was actually scored in the very first seconds of Saturday morning. Paco to Levante. Levante fans roared with almost a full house attendance, but unfortunately it was too late to get the equaliser, although they tried as hard as they could. And we spoke to the key men in both those games. And there's your three-word verdicts on the weekend. That is all on the way. Well, we start with the champions once again. Another win, another clean sheet. But they were miffed after their trip to Real Valladolid on Saturday night. And not because they had to again wait until the second half to find the breakthrough. A long Luis Suarez crossfield ball headed back from the byline by Sergio Roberto with the unmarked Usman Dembele half volleying home. And not because they had to rely on VAR to rule out Valladolid's stoppage time equaliser from Keko. Referee Ricardo de Burgos originally giving the goal but then correctly overturning his decision. No, it was all about the playing surface at the Estadio. Jose Sorria. Insert your own joke here about life being a pitch or moles having a field day. But Gerard Piquet was pretty piqued about the situation. After the match, he deemed it shameful, deplorable and said, 
We want to sell La Liga's product abroad in the US, but first we have to look at what we have at home. Ernesto Valverde said it absolutely affected the way they played the game. Barcelona filed an official complaint about the pitch and the president of La Liga, Javier Tebas, said that they would open disciplinary proceedings into the state of the surface, which he said failed to meet the minimum requirements of a competition like La Liga. As for Valladolid's coach, Sergio González, well, he said that they'd done everything they could to get it ready, but President Carlos Suárez admitted the pitch was their responsibility and that if he was fined, it would be fair. Regardless, Barcelona did what true champions do, and that is win however, wherever, whenever, in whatever circumstances. Dembélé seems to be growing by the game. Another key pass from Suárez in the build-up to the goal. And with Valverde, the job more times than not just gets done. As for Valladolid, well, they're showing they have a robustness to them. Just the one goal conceded in their two games and losing 1-0 to the champions is no shame whatsoever. Sergio González is beginning what Eibar and Leganés have done over the last few seasons. Start from a base of hard work and be tough to break down and you might just stay up. Valladolid had drawn at Girona last weekend. Well, Girona had another home game this weekend with perhaps more illustrious opponents as Real Madrid came to Montilivi on Sunday night and won comfortably by four goals to one, although that scoreline was perhaps a touch deceptive. Despite falling behind to Borja Garcia's clever goal, the turn seating both Casemiro and Keylor Navas, Madrid were level before half-time. A Penenka penalty from Sergio Ramos, his 75th goal for the club and a 15th straight season scoring in La Liga. Incredible consistency for a defender but even showier than the peno was the way in which Marco Asensio threw himself over for the spot kick let's hope that that doesn't become a feature of his game that was six minutes before the break and seven minutes after it Asensio was upended again this time Karim Benzema converted now Gareth Bale had had a quiet first 45 but then slotted past Bono very tidily when one-on-one to put the result beyond doubt the through ball from Isco was delightful as well and then Benzema struck again from close range to round things off so it's six goals in two games for Madrid who go top of the table Cristiano who well actually one of the hallmarks of the Lopetegui era so far is that he's not wedded to the big names La Liga Lowdown's Roman de Arquer can explain a bit more here uh, Lopetegui isn't one for pandering to egos is he? Well that seems to be the case so far we're all very surprised to see Courtois still on the bench in favour of Keylor Navas I'm sure Florentino's hoping to see the Belgian keeper rather sooner than later as the main choice though we might see it happen after the players return from their national team games in mid-September, or maybe Lopetegui's idea is simply to play Kehler in the league and Courtois in the Champions League, so we'll see. But there were also other unexpected decisions made by the Madrid manager, when he benched Baran and Modric. Although more surprising was Marcelo's substitution in the 60th minute, Baran came in as a centre-back and Nacho was moved to play as a left-back. It was definitely the right call, as Madrid had conceded too many transitions and were struggling to defend Porto. From there on, the team was way more solid, so credit to Lopetegui with that brave move. And the other game in Catalonia was Valencia's trip to the Ercedea Stadium. And now last season, Espanol fans ended up being pretty bored by the football that they saw under Quique Sanchez-Torres, even at home. But Rui named a pretty offensive 11 to take on Marcelino's side and he was rewarded with a 2-0 victory. All the damage done in the second half with goals from Esteban Granero and Borja Iglesias within seven minutes of each other and Valencia were poor after the break. Uh, Roman, this was a real drop-off from the visitors. How come? It's hard to say because things seemed to be working quite well for them in the first half. I think it had to do with Espanol's mentality when returning from the dressing room. The confidence and intensity was just so different from the first half. Valencia must have thought that with their current plan, they'd grab a sure win. I never expected Rubí's men to show that burst of energy. 
Espanyol were attacking with a 4-3-3, braver than Kike's usual 4-4-2, but defended with a 4-5-1 with Borja Iglesias alone up top. But the key player in all this was definitely Mar Roca, who was always coming down to assist his defenders when trying to move the ball forward, similar to what Busquets does with Barca. He had a 95% pass accuracy, which is incredible, and comes to prove that Ruby wants to avoid abusing long passes in favor of more ball control. So we definitely need to keep an eye out on Marroca, who is fundamental in this new system. Cheers, Roman. And by the way, we interviewed Mark Crocker exclusively and put it up on our YouTube channel last week. He talks about the football they're playing under coach Ruby, but also what his teammates are like, his hopes for the season and beyond. And he shows us an object, something special to him. It's honestly worth a watch, plus a bonus video of Mark taking on the penalty paddle game. And speaking of key players, here's at least a silver lining for Valencia after the defeat. It's a pretty big one too. On Monday night, they announced they'd reached agreement with Paris Saint-Germain for the permanent transfer of Portugal international Gonzalo Guedes. That will be such a relief to Valencianistas all over the world because Guedes had had a huge impact last season with his skill, his pace and his goals. This is a massive signing for Los Che. What about Atletico Madrid then? First game of the season back at the Wanda Metropolitano at home to new boys Rayo Vallecano. The World Cup paraded before the start of the game because, of course, Antoine Griezmann, Thomas Lamar, Lucas Hernandez, they were all in that France squad that won the tournament out in Russia. So surely a party atmosphere and a goal fest would follow. No, not to be. Actually, Atletico had been held by newly promoted sides five times in the previous two seasons. It required a Griezmann goal from close range to win it. Now, he's been involved in 32 goals in 32 games so far in 2018. 23 goals, nine assists. Now, perhaps the biggest talking point was who wasn't in Diego Simeone's starting eleven and who wasn't in his matchday squad. Our man in Madrid is Ewan McTeer. Uh, Ewan, what did you make of the decision not to start Coque or Felipe Luis? Well, David, I wasn't too surprised to see Felipe Luis absent from the starting lineup. He'd been linked with a move away from the club in the build-up to the game, and Lucas Hernandez is just as good an option at left back. The Coque one was a little bit more surprising. But I suppose this is a sign that Diego Simeone will be rotating much more this season. Koki played more minutes at Atletico than everyone not named Jan Oblak or Saul Niguez last season, plus he was at the World Cup, so I guess he was due a break. I'd certainly be needing one if I was him. The other curious aspect of Saturday's squad was the absence of new right-back Santiago Arias, which meant that midfielder Thomas Partey was the one to replace Juan Fran on the right of defence when he had to go off with injury. We'll surely see Arias in next week's squad for Celta Vigo away. He'll probably even make his debut. Thank you, and we'll hear from you and again a bit later. Now, the other game on Sunday night was Sevilla's 0-0 draw with Villarreal. The home side starting brighter with Ever Banega dictating play. Pablo Sarabia creating opportunities. Andre Silva almost finishing for 1-0. But back came Villarreal. Carl Tocquecambi's pace causing problems. Pablo Fornals pulling the strings. Thomas Vachlik had to be alert. The Sevilla keeper busier than his opposite number, Sergio Asenjo, and impressive too. Unfortunately for the home side, Sergio Escudero hobbled off in the last 10 minutes after a bad fall. The game maybe deserved a goal, but it never got it. So let's get the thoughts of La Liga Lowdown's Chris Darwin. Chris, which team do you think will be happier with the point? And how is Pablo Machín managing the energies of his Sevilla squad in tandem with their European commitments right now? 
Well, David, if you look at how the game panned out, I would say both teams will be happy with the point, but Villarreal will be more disappointed not to have gone away with all three. Sevilla had fractionally more of the ball, but didn't create anything near the quality of chance compared to Villarreal. Machin is using his squad wisely. Fringe players have been getting minutes in the Europa League as and when the situation dictates, meaning the big guns are fresh for the league action so far. That said, Sevilla's tactical approach yesterday was fairly cautious as they operated a much lower block than in other matches so far this season. In fairness, the early squad rotation could benefit Sevilla as it gives Machine a chance to fully appreciate which members of his squad can do what. By bringing on both Gonalons for Benega at such a particular time when Benega was Sevilla's best outfield player, it feels like he knows which players in the squad need resting at the right time. Thanks, Chris. Well, that was our chosen game on Partidasa Predictions on Friday on our YouTube channel. No one getting the scoreline spot on, but you and Chris and Roman all went for draw, so they pick up one point apiece. Paco Bolit and Alex Johnson predicted home win I went away win so none of us pick up anything also means that Ewan moves on to four points in the overall table Chris and Roman both have two Paco, myself and Alex all on one single point but it's a marathon not a sprint still plenty of the season to go and we'll talk about the other side in Seville in a couple of ticks Hey I'm Ryan Reynolds recently I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome back. You're listening to La Liga Lowdown and having recapped teams 1-5 to five and 7 in La Liga. Well, last season's sixth place team are having a bit of a sticky start to this 2018-19 campaign in Spain's top division. No goals, one point from two games. Admittedly, not the best build-up to the derby for Ravetis after their 0-0 draw at Alaves, particularly when they create clear chances that they don't put away. It caused the Betis keeper, Paul Lopez, to remark when the ball doesn't want to go in, 
it doesn't want to go in. But look at their attacking talent. Loren, who is starting at the moment, but also Sergio Leon, Tony Sanabria, Alex Alegria, back after his loan spell away, Cristian Tello, Joaquin. It's just not working up top at the moment. And one man who is performing despite all that is Sergio Canales. And if El Gran Derby is about dominating the midfield, well, he can certainly cause Roque Mesa and Ever Banega a few problems with his vision and movement. For Alaves, the change was clear in the second half. Pressure higher, win the ball back in the opposition half, and it worked. They two had chances, but had they scored from one, it probably would have been harsh on Betis. Uh, Abelardo demands plenty from his players, but he has the motivational powers to do so. And no goals from them so far either this season, but Barca away, Betis at home is a tough start, and Alaves fans shouldn't be downhearted. The performances are there. Now, the side who beat Betis last week were Levante, so could they make it two wins in two at home to Celta Vigo in one of the Monday night games? Well, the answer is no. A Pagolopis side went behind to a brilliant goal from Pionesisto, who'd been criticised for his performance in the 1-1 draw with Espanyol on the opening weekend. He fired home emphatically from an acute angle, and then the Dane produced an excellent run and through ball to assist for Maxi Gomez to finish for 2-0. Levante's consolation came in the 78th minute. Jose Luis Morales with a penalty after Sergio Alvarez had brought down Rafael Duamina, but they couldn't find the equaliser. 2-1 to sell to the final score. La Liga Lowdown's Paco Polit was at the Estadio Ciudad de Valencia. Levante didn't enjoy such a spectacular game as last week against Real Betis and most of the blame, as you said earlier, David relies on Celta's winger Pione Sisto, an absolute beast on Monday. He scored once, he assisted Maxi Gomez and was respectfully clapped when he left the pitch by the home fans. Paco Lopez, Levante's manager, couldn't believe his team's downfall in the first half and made changes in the halftime because Levante did a much better job in the second one, cutting Celta's leading half thanks to a Morales penalty scored. Levante fans roared with almost a full house attendance, but unfortunately it was too late to get the equaliser, although they tried as hard as they could. Celta could have even scored the third one because they had a couple of chances in the fast break. Disappointment, bitter sweet feelings for the Granotas, but it is true that there are plenty of games to go this season. Remember, their aim is to avoid relegation and enjoy a placid year in La Liga. Well, after the game, Paco spoke to Pionesisto, the man of the match in the mix zone. It's football. Sometimes you have a good game, sometimes you have a bad game. But for me, there is nothing bad. Uh, I'm trying to learn every time, and it's a part of, of life. Uh, so yeah. Tell us about your game. What about the, the assist or the goal? Which was the best for you, assisting or scoring today? Uh, both. Honestly, both. Uh, I just want to enjoy playing football. That's the most important thing. And sometimes I. I'm expressing myself in the way that I want to, and uh, I did it really well today. I think. Uh, you see that the fans clapped you when you were <laughs> sub. What uh, is the feeling for you? Oh, it's, it's respect. It's, it's, it's respect for, for me. That's football as well. Of course, it is winning and losing, but also, you know, enjoying us doing what we're doing on the pitch, and hopefully they. Uh, enjoying what we're doing because they're also paying money for coming and, and see us and we all are part of it. So You remain unbeaten. What about the new manager? Uh, things are going quite smoothly on, the, on this beginning of season, right? Yeah, it's better than I had expected because it's also something new. Uh, new trainers and new way of, of playing and it takes time. But sometimes it goes fast and I think it's been going quite fast. What about Levante? What did you think about the, the opposition today? Oh, I saw them play against Betis and uh, we knew that uh, this is a really good team and you saw it a lot of time in the 
defense, they start playing and so it was tough. We were lucky in many, many situations. The last one, what about the aims, the objectives for this season in Central? Oh, of course, it's Europe. Aha, so European football is the aim for Celta Vigo this season. Great to hear from Pionesisto and fantastic work from our reporter Paco Polit there at the Estadio Ciudad de Valencia. Now, the other Monday night matchup featured two teams who'd won their openers 2-1, Athletic Club and Huesca. It really should have been another win for Athletic at San Mames. No goals in the first half here, but they took complete control just after the hour. First, their captain, Marquez Usaeta, and then new signing Yuri Bacicci put them 2-0 up, but then the La Liga first-timers got back into it through one of their summer recruits Jorge Miramon and a goal worthy of winning any match got them the point Ezequiel Avila teeing the ball up for himself and smashing it home on the volley left footed top left hand corner it was an unbelievable strike and one which will certainly be in the top 10 goals in La Liga by the end of the season we are absolutely sure of it but Alex Johnson was keeping across this match for us Alex let's start off with Wesker because that's now four points and four goals in their two games so far how much would you say they're already exceeding expectations especially with coach Leo Franco in his first managerial role. Okay, so here is a stat for you. Huesca are the only La Liga team in history to never have lost a La Liga match. Okay, so they've only played two so far, but both have been difficult away games in the Basque Country at tough venues. And next weekend they're traveling to Camp Nou. There is no doubt that they have been exceeding expectations by far and Leo Franco is doing such a great job that people are already starting to call him the new Diego Simeone. Leo Franco, who, by the way, as late as 2015, was still playing himself as a goalkeeper for Huesca. In 2016, he was, wait for it, a basketball player at Huesca. In 2017, he was a youth team coach, and now he's writing history as head coach for the first team. He got his subs right, he got most things right, and he simply knows how to motivate his players to get the very best out of them. And what about Athletic? Sure, it'll feel like two points drop, but how do you assess their start to the season? What has Toto Berizzo instilled or changed from the previous regime under Cucuziganda? I feel it's a bit early to assess Berizzo after a late win against Leganes and dropping a 2-0 lead versus Huesca, but there are definitely things to improve on. And at this point, it does not feel like especially much has changed since Iganda left. One thing you can be sure of is that his squad will be super fit. He's known for being tough on his players in preseason, and the way his football is played will suit Aritza Duris a lot better than the play under Siganda, even though Aduris missed the match against Huesca due to injury. Berizzo is more attacking, and after the match, he even said that one of the mistakes his team had made was to start defending the 2-0 lead, stating that the best way to defend is by attacking. So we should expect an Athletic that try to be a more offensive going forward. Cheers, Alex. And uh, speaking of spirited comebacks, we had the same thing happen on Friday night as Leganes fought back from two goals down to draw against La Sociedad and therefore deny old boss Asier Garitano victory on his return to Butarque. And Nabil Aljar got both Legas goals and our Ewan McTeer was there. Well, that was quite a comeback at the Estadio Butarque. In fact, the dramatics were so late that Nabil Aljar's equaliser was actually scored in the very first seconds of Saturday morning, provoking a sea of shocked hands on heads and cheeks. And it was a very well-deserved comeback for Lega. They outshot Real Sofiedad 18-7, so it would have been very cruel had they not taken at least a point. This is a good start for them as they try to stay in La Liga and avoid relegation for a third straight season. Of course, they'll be doing so without Asier Garitano, the coach who is now in charge of Real Sofiedad and whose importance for Leganes cannot be overstated. 
He was at Lega for 198 matches, 75 victories, two promotions and one famous Copa del Rey triumph over Real Madrid. That's hard to replace, but Mauricio Pellegrino will believe he can do it. His side showed quality and, most importantly, a battling spirit in this first home game of the season. And they didn't even have all of the summer signings available yet. So, just like the Cucumber Knight, their new mascot, I'm very optimistic about this team for the 2018-19 season. I'll tell you what, he is a cracking new mascot, Super Pepino. Uh, Ewan actually filmed him uh, before the game at Mutarque and afterwards he grabbed a quick word in the mix zone with a man who was mega for Lega, Nabil El Shah. But the Frenchman said they need to get rid of their slow starts and stop making life hard for themselves. I think after the, the second goal we see that uh, we have nothing to lose and we start to play and... Well, as I said, we have to start the game uh, since uh, the first minute. Yeah. If we want to concede more than, than a draw. Uh, today I think we played uh, well. Uh, unless there's two goals that we concede, uh, we played well. So uh, we have to learn from the, the mistakes and recover well because we have a very important game uh, and difficult game next week. Meanwhile, just a short stroll away from Budarque at the Coliseum Alfonso Perez, Hetafe got off the mark with a home win against Eibar. 2-0 the final score. Perhaps the most surprising thing was how little Eibar offered in this game, both in spirit and attacking intent. And defensively, the first goal was poor. Jaime Mata chasing down a cause that should have been dealt with by Paulo Oliveira. He laid off for Angel Rodriguez, who beat Marco Dimitrich from the edge of the box. A fine strike, but he should never have had a chance to let fly. At the introduction of Amatandai and Jorge Molina were key, they combined as Amat was set free down the right he centred formally into finish even though he needed two goes at it and that was that Jose Bordalas still wants more from his side which is said is in transition while Jose Luis Mendilibar admitted that Eibar are having difficulties at the back and they need to be more aggressive and not that it's panic stations just yet having no points last season they won two of their first 12 La Liga games while they then won six of the next seven to bound up the table so that is the full weekend wrapped up two down 36 to go. Now it's time to hear what you think. Right, OK, it's time for your three-word verdicts on match day two. Thank you for tweeting them to us at La Liga Lowdown. Lots on the game on Saturday night, as you might expect. Ian Geddon has gone for that Valladolid pitch, while Chris Gilbertson says, please replace divots. Uh, and Jose simply says, new pitch required. Jack Sanders went for VAR working well. Indeed it is, Jack. Uh, that could refer to a number of things. Keko's header that was ruled out against Barca, for example, or Esteban Granero's free kit that was ruled in for Espanyol against Valencia. Uh, over to the Madrid side of things, their 4-1 victory at Girona uh, that bail goal says George Skin on the same theme this from Tepiwa Musa uh, bail que golazo uh, Barra Patel has chosen bail Benzema extravaganza other games in focus Celta USA tweeted Pione Sisto masterclass Ian Parry's three word verdict was what a strike and tagged in Wesker as well. So obviously Ezequiel Avila. Uh, the La Liga Lodan squad have weighed in too. And Paco has given us two choices. Sisto owns Granotas, that's Levante fans, or welcome home Guedes after Gonzalo Guedes returned to Valencia as a permanent signing. And on that, remember, the transfer window in Spain shuts on Friday the 31st of August at midnight. Wow, we've got through so much in double quick time as always. A reminder of where to find our content elsewhere. On Twitter we are at La Liga Lowdown, so find us, follow us, chat to us on Twitter. Our YouTube channel URL is www.youtube.com forward slash C forward slash La Liga Lowdown or quite simply put La Liga Lowdown into your search engine and the website www.laligalowdown.com If you like this power pack mini pod and you fancy giving us a five star rating we won't hold it against you That's your La Liga Lowdown See you next time 
Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.